Cause we got the alternative energy right. On a nuclear free autonomy And welcome to the Radioactive Show Produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne And heard nationally on the Community Radio Network This Radioactive Show has been produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation In Nam or Melbourne I give my respect to Elders, past, present and future. Their sovereignty has never been ceded. I'm Emma Crunch and today's show was put together with co-producer Michaela Stubbs. Today we travel to Mianjin, Brisbane, to hear direct from the nuclear free movement who were present at the Australian Labor Party National Conference 2023. The ALP National Conference is being held over three days from Thursday 17th to 19th of August and it's theoretically where the ALP's policy platform is developed and reviewed. However, as we're aware, often negotiations and factional deals have preceded the conference. That said, anti-nukes campaigners were there to build pressure around nuclear-free and military issues. We first chat to Jem Rommeld, National Director for ICANN Australia, being the international campaign to abolish nuclear weapons. Jem takes us through ICANN's position coming into the ALP National Conference and assesses whether the ALP are standing up to their commitment to sign on to the Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons. Later in the show, we hear from activist Jamie Jeffries, who organises with the No AUKUS Coalition Victoria. Thank you, Jem Rommeld, Director of ICANN Australia, for joining us to give us a bit of a lowdown on how the ALP National Conference has been going. Um, So from an ICANN perspective, what were you hoping for from the conference? And we're now at Friday afternoon. What's your take on the pros, the cons? Give us a feel for it. Thanks so much for having me on to talk about this. Uh, Yes, it's the end of day two of a three-day National Labor Conference. And uh, this morning was the debate on foreign policy. And going into this conference, you know, ICANN and the Nuclear Weapon Ban Treaty has already been in quite a strong position because Labor committed to sign and ratify this treaty at its 2018 conference. So five years ago was the first commitment to join the treaty and that policy was reaffirmed at the Labor conference that was online in 2021 as well. So we, you know, we wanted to come into this conference and see that policy updated. We wanted to see the, poli- the commitment reaffirmed. But really what we want to see is for it to be enacted. And conference, I think, is a great opportunity to move forward and to announce uh, you know, new initiatives and to, to put a, a deeper commitment on the table. Uh, and we've got, I guess, from our perspective, some positive things have happened, but it doesn't go far enough. Mm. So we have seen the policy on the ban treaty updated in a number of ways, and I can go through that. Um, it, it is reaffirmed, the policy to sign and ratify. So that's positive because there clearly hasn't been uh, appetite to wind it backwards or to weaken it. Uh, but we have not 
seen any time-bound commitments or any specific uh, announcement about when exactly the policy will be operationalised. Right. And from our perspective, there's only so long you can go on saying something before it starts to lose good faith before you actually have to, to follow through with what you've promised. So that's what we're calling on the, the government to do. It's good to keep the commitment live and to progress the language in that commitment and to get closer to the treaty in a number of different ways. Uh, but what we're really looking for, and especially now in the context of AUKUS and the potential acquisition of nuclear submarines, um, is a clear legally binding ag- agreement but Australia will have nothing to do with nuclear weapons. And the only way to do that meaningfully is to sign this treaty. Yeah, and because as you say, so that's that's now the third ALP National Conference where they've uh, made that commitment, but that really is too long to actually enact. And was your hope that they would commit to that, you know, in the, in the next? Did you have an actual time frame you're proposing or...? Well, we've been saying you should do it this term because Mm. who knows what happens at the next election. This government should at least sign. You can do that fairly speedily and then begin the process to become compliant with the treaty to enable ratification. So if this government signs, then that binds the next government to continue the process. Uh, And I know a number of Labor branches have passed motions calling for signature this term. And look, this term is not over, and it, it, it certainly doesn't end after conference. Uh, but yeah, we were hoping that through the process of negotiations around AUKUS and what the party would adopt, that there would be something more progressive on nuclear disarmament and non-proliferation. Um, we've heard the Defence Minister you know, say again this morning that Australia will not acquire nuclear weapons. Look, it's lovely to hear that, but we want to see that in a legally binding commitment. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, that's um, what is really more significant gesture to our Pacific neighbours and just globally to those commitments, you know, that the treaty is there for those reasons. So to just say it is clearly very different to actually signing on to that uh, international treaty. Definitely. Talk is cheap. And our Pacific neighbours, most of them have already signed or ratified this treaty and they're looking to Australia to do the same, especially as we go down the AUKUS path and bring in highly enriched uranium for nuclear submarines. I think the region is looking for reassurance that Australia is serious, uh, seriously against nuclear weapons and to bind not just this government but all the future governments through the time span of, of this project. So... Uh, we need to see Labor uh, walk the talk, and we think that this is no. This is certainly not the end of it. This is really. It feels actually like the beginning of a growing peace movement in Australia and uh, in the Labor Party as well. A, a, a revived peace movement, I should say, uh, because there's a lot of opposition to the nuclear submarine acquisition and to AUKUS, and there was a motion that was put up. There were two motions that were debated on the floor of the conference earlier today, and uh, there was one that was put up by the Defence Minister, and then there was another one that was put up by the Electrical Trade Union, um, that basically the main difference was that the the union motion doesn't lock 
AUKUS and Nuclear Subs into the platform. And there were really excellent speakers uh, to that motion. And when it was time to pass the motions, it, the, the one that the Defence Minister put up did pass. They had made sure they'd made all their factional deals ahead of time. But there was a really, really loud no vote, a much bigger contingent than I expected. And I think that, that those voices of dissent will only grow louder. Hmm. And um, I had a question about, um, you know, the fact that we've seen a deepening and strengthening of the Australian government's alignment with the US um, in military operations um, and... We know that there's going to be the B-52s, nuclear capable, that are stationed at the Tyndall Air Base in the Northern Territory. We know that the nuclear submarines that are coming whilst they aren't uh, confirmed to be nuclear armed, but that they're nuclear capable and that combined with the US policy of neither confirming or denying whether they'd be carrying nuclear weapons, do you think is that a barrier to the government signing on to the treaty? Yeah, this is a really important question. Um, On the topic of the nuclear-powered submarines that will be visiting Australia from the US and the UK uh, more frequently, the foreign minister has actually confirmed that they will not be nuclear capable. They'll only be conventionally capable. Now, this doesn't mean that we're okay with it, uh, but it is at least um, reassuring that they will not be carrying nuclear weapons. They'll be SSN submarines, not the SSBN submarines. Those are the ones that are nuclear capable. Um, so obviously, Australia was able to get confirmation from the US and UK that they, they won't have nuclear weapons or nuclear capability on those visiting submarines. So that is good. Um, Not that I support the general uh, increased rotation generally, um, but on the B-52s, that's a little more complex because the government hasn't uh, got that assurance from the United States and they have said, as you say, that they will respect the US policy to not confirm um, or deny whether the B-52s will be nuclear capable or will carry nuclear weapons and that's not good enough because Australia is bound not to station nuclear weapons on our soil under the Rarotonga Treaty. Now the government says that it will abide by its obligations under the Rarotonga Treaty but I don't know how these two situations fit together because you need to be confident that the B-52s will not be nuclear capable if you are certain to be complying with your obligations under the Rarotonga Treaty, the South Pacific Nuclear Free Zone. So it's an issue and we need to follow it up. Yeah, it seems in a way with these that it's a bit like, um, you know, that the chicken before the egg, the egg before the chicken, um, with the approach of demanding that the Labor Party actually sign and enact the ban on nuclear weapons but also, you know, their their ongoing, um, if contested, plan to proceed with AUKUS and the B-52s. It's, it seems like it must put organisations like ICANN in quite a difficult position in um, 
you know, what you're advocating for. Um, yeah, has it? have you been able to connect with other groups who are building those links and trying to, you know, oppose this increased militarisation in Australia generally? Mm, yeah, definitely. And it is what we're trying to do with nuclear disarmament is complicated by by AUKUS and B-52s and by the war on Ukraine. It's complicated by a number of things, but it's clear that the more guardrails and limitations that we can put up on something like nuclear weapons, then the better that serves everyone. So, you know, ICANN is opposed to the nuclear submarine acquisition and we're vocal about that, Um, but we also say that if determined to go ahead, then it's even more critical that the government joins the ban treaty to put limitations on what can be done with those submarines to make sure that under AUKUS there can be no hosting or supporting of nuclear weapons in any way. And I think that resonates across the movement as well. There's uh, a lot of groups that are working on these issues. So this morning we participated in a, a rally that was organised by a coalition of Brisbane-based groups, including Just Peace and the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom and the Independent and Peaceful Australia Network and the Stop AUKUS Coalition. Um, and we've also been liaising with Labor Against War, which is a new network for Labor members to oppose AUKUS and war and nuclear submarines. Um, and all these groups are backing the... The commitment and want to see follow through on Labor joining the ban treaty. So there's a real synergy between the anti-nuclear, the peace and the anti-militarist groups around the country and I think we can just expect this movement to grow and be a real problem for this big uh, project that this government seems to be determined to push ahead with for now. Amazing. Thank you, Jem, for taking the time to join us after what I'm sure has been a really big couple of days. Um, we look forward to staying tuned with the issues and hearing what's next for the campaign. Thank you. Always a joy to keep in touch with the wonderful Radioactive Show. Thanks for keeping your finger on the pulse. You're listening to The Radioactive Show, produced for 3CR Community Radio and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. You've just heard from Jem Rommold, National Director of ICANN, the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons. Jem spoke to Michaela and I live from Friday afternoon at the ALP National Conference, which is being held in Mianjin, Brisbane, this year. The ALP National Conference is held just once in during an election term. Earlier, Michaela spoke to Jamie Jeffries, who is an activist with the No AUKUS Coalition Victoria and is also up at the ALP National Conference among the coalition of groups and peace activists putting pressure on the ALP. All the cool kids are doing it, they say it's really neat. What happens is when you've got a problem with someone, you try to resolve it without... Thank you so much, Jamie, for joining us on the Radioactive Show this week. Firstly, tell us a bit about yourself and how you got involved with the Antiochus Coalition. Sure. 
so um, I am uh, retired about 18 months ago. I used to work for the Federal Public Service and I'm now in my retirement a full-time political activist. I was furious when Morrison announced AUKUS because that decision was made in such an undemocratic way and has such huge consequences for Australia and indeed the world. And then uh, my level of rage and fury increased further when Albanese and Sunak and Biden made their $368 billion announcement. That was what prompted me to get involved in the anti-AUKUS movement. And I reached out and connected with IPAN, Independent and Peaceful Australia Network, which is a national organisation, and through them connected with No AUKUS Victoria and also with um, IPAN, Geelong and South West Vic, because I live in Geelong. And I've been going hard at it ever since. Fantastic. And you're in Brisbane for the Labor Party's National Conference. Tell us a That's bit. That's right. So the Brisbane Anti-AUKUS Coalition organised a rally outside the Labor Party National Conference this morning. Uh, the conference goes for three days, but this morning the AUKUS issue was set to be, well, I won't say debated because debate wasn't really allowed, but the issue was set to be raised and, you know, discussed, I guess. The outcome of that was that the motion to remove reference from AUKUS from the Labor Party platform was defeated, which we fully expected, and the defeat occurred even though the left had the numbers. The defeat occurred because all of the right and some of the left factions voted against removing reference to AUKUS from the platform. However, you know, that's absolutely what we expected, and uh, that won't deter us in our determination to keep fighting against um, this terrible decision to rope Australia into being linked so closely, more closely than ever before militarily with the United States and going down the nuclear path. So the, uh, the rally was, um, had some fantastic speakers. It was very colourful and entertaining. Um, in between speakers, there, were, um, there was singing, which included some alternative um, lyrics to the tune of Yellow Submarine, anti-AUKUS lyrics. Um, a guy called Andy Payne did this uh, fantastic song called Don't Kill People. <laughs> and uh, there was some big inflated dice that was uh, chucked around with lots of chanting around how um, AUKUS is incredibly dicey. But the, the speakers, the quality, the calibre of the speakers was fantastic. We had Arthur Roris, who is certainly one of my heroes. Arthur is the Secretary of the New South Wales South Coast Trades and Labor Council. And he is the guy who has spearheaded the campaign against building the nuclear submarine base at Port Kembla, which is what the government has said is their preferred site. He, along with others in a group called Warwan, Wollongong Against War and Nukes have just mounted this incredibly inspiring campaign that got 3,000 people out on the streets of Wollongong. Other speakers included Marcus Strom, formerly of the Media, Entertainment and Arts Alliance, now a leading figure in Labor Against War, which is a grassroots um, rank-and-file Labor Party members who um, oppose AUKUS who've come together and through their action, um, something like 55 um, branches and federal electoral councils of the ALP 
have now passed anti-AUKUS motions and the number grows daily. So he spoke really well. Dave Sweeney, who's the anti-nuclear campaigner from Australian Conservation Foundation, spoke really well because, of course, the military, the world's military, is one of the biggest emitters of greenhouse gases in the world. The US military, if it's mobilisation and use of fossil fuels to move troops and equipment around, if that on its own, when you look at the emissions there, it's the equivalent of, you know, the small country. Yes. Um, and so the link between militarism and global warming is a really important link to make for people because we have no hope of arresting, slowing down global warming unless we can slow down or stop militarism and war. And it's a particularly important point to make for young people who many young people are passionate about the environment, the climate and all power to them. But I don't know that that link between militarism and climate change is clear. Um, So it's important to make that link. We had someone, I forget the fellow's name, unfortunately, but he's on the executive of the Queensland ETU, which of the unions in Queensland, it's the ETU that is really leading the anti-AUKUS charge. And, of course, from the point of view of unions, the working class always bears the brunt of war. Particularly in Australia, the union movement has played a really, you know, important role in the anti-war, the peace movement, historically. So it's good to see that some unions are still doing that. But again, I think we in the anti-AUKUS and peace movement have some work to do there to convince all the unions that this is in the interests of their members to oppose AUKUS and oppose war. I understand that in Queensland, when they had their state-based ALP conference, they came out with a really strong opposition to AUKUS. Correct. That was led by the Queensland ETU, yeah. Yeah. And so how did it feel, I guess, being there yeah, and so connecting? I think what happened there was that the leadership of the Labor Party wasn't expecting that. And so they were able to achieve that in Queensland. And then a few weeks later, the Victorian State ALP conference was held and the leadership was very well prepared for that. In Victoria, it's the MUA and the AMWU are the two unions who have been most vocally anti-AUKUS. And the AMWU was trying to put a pretty strong anti-AUKUS motion at the Victorian conference, came under enormous pressure from the people right at the top, Albanese, Miles and co, to water it down and, and then agree to have it referred to the National Policy Committee, which means it will go nowhere. So... <laughs> yeah, uh, but as I said, we in the anti-AUKUS movement, the peace movement, we are not deterred at all. This is far too important an issue for us to give up on because we are being dragged into a war against China by the United States and that war could turn nuclear very quickly and it won't be the Chinese who start with the nuclear weapons. They have a no-first-strike policy. The US does not. The huge amounts of money that are being spent on AUKUS, on the nuclear submarine, $368 billion, it's absolutely obscene when we are facing a climate crisis, a housing crisis, a cost of living crisis. The government's saying they can afford that, but they're not going to bring the rate of job seeker payment, for example, up to a level that is above the poverty line. It's just disgusting. So many better things that that money could be spent on, health, education and so on. 
So it's appalling. It's incredibly undemocratic. The Australian War Powers Reform were there at the rally today. And, of course, currently the law in this country is that the decision to go to war, to send Australian troops to war, uh, lies effectively with the Prime Minister and a couple of his inner circle. Uh, and the Australian War Powers Reform Group are pushing for that to be changed so that it has to be debated in Parliament at the very least. So I think that an important reform, if we could get that reform and if we could get the Treaty on the Prohibition of Nuclear Weapons signed and ratified, that would go some way. But what we really need is for this Labor government to walk away from AUKUS, to walk away from the alliance with the US and to ditch any notion of nuclear-powered submarines, which will be obsolete by the time they hit the water. The technology relating to the detection of nuclear submarines is advancing in leaps and bounds. It's already reached a point, you know, where nuclear submarines basically can be detected because of their huge size and the turbulence they leave in the water. So that technology is only going to get better and better at detecting nuclear submarines. Just such an obscene waste of money. Absolutely. It doesn't look hopeful for the Labor Party changing tack, given that Albanese said at the conference today that a partnership with two of Australia's oldest friends through AUKUS and an enhancement of the alliance that is the heart of one of the three pillars of our foreign policy is consistent with the Labor values that I have been a part of my whole life. Yeah, it's incredibly <laughs> disappointing, isn't it? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, and it, of course the other <clears throat> issue is the issue of nuclear waste. Um, all Australian land is Aboriginal land. doesn't matter where they put it, it will be on Aboriginal land. The Aboriginal communities affected will fight it and it's incumbent upon all of us to support them in that fight. And nuclear proliferation, you know, as soon as... I mean, all of Dutton's talking about, oh, yeah, let's have a nuclear power industry in Australia, which we absolutely don't need. We've got plenty of sun and wind and hydro. We do not need to go down the nuclear path. But, you know, there's a real threat that that, that could happen. There's a real threat that Australia could become uh, an, uh, a, a nuclear waste dump for the international community so that we're importing nuclear waste from other countries. And, and dumping it on Aboriginal land. So there's, there are just so many reasons to oppose it, and there's just not one good one. China does not present a military threat to Australia. It never has. The only time it, it would be, become a threat to Australia would be if Australia goes to war against China with the US, then we become a target. So it's not making us more safe or increasing our security. It's making us less safe. Yeah. So there just is not one good argument in favour of AUKUS, just not one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, tell us what are the next events coming up for the Anti-AUKUS Coalition? The next event um, for the Victorian group, the No AUKUS Coalition Victoria, is we're trying to organise a speaking tour of um, Arthur Roris and, you know, perhaps a couple of other delegates from um, Port Kembla to come and speak um, primarily with unions in Victoria. 
So that is likely to be happening around mid-September. And we've reached a point where we really need to talk about strategy and our priorities and goals and objectives moving forward. So we're going to be doing a fair bit of work on that to figure out what our next steps are going to be. Excellent. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome. You're welcome. It was my pleasure, Michaela. Thank you. If someone does something you don't like, don't kill people if someone's different from you. You've been listening to The Radioactive Show and today's show featured conversations with Jem Rummold, National Director of ICANN Australia, and Jamie Jeffries, activists with the No AUKUS Coalition Victoria. Both Jem and Jamie are at the 2023 ALP National Conference being held over three days in Mianjin, Brisbane. You can find out more about the excellent work of ICANN, as well as the No AUKUS Coalition, through links in our show notes or looking them up online. You can podcast our show at 3cr.org.au forward slash radioactive. The Radioactive Show is produced for 3CR Community Radio and heard nationally on the Community Radio Network. We give thanks to the Nuclear Free Collective of Friends of the Earth Melbourne for their ongoing support of our show. Today's show was produced by myself, Emma Crunch, and co-producer Michaela Stubbs. The song you've heard clips of in the show is Don't Kill People by Andy Payne. And this is the song that Jamie mentioned that was played at the rally in Mianjin outside the ALP conference. Thanks for listening and here's to a nuclear-free future. Can someone tell the government?